Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. Hallelujah, hallelujah. The presence of God is manifest in this place. I feel him in this house. I feel the presence of God. I believe if we would just take the next hour of our life and just put our focus completely on God, there's no telling what could happen in this place. There's no telling what God could do in this house. I I just feel him. I just feel something stirring in the Holy Ghost. I feel a touch of God in this place. I, I wish we'd just close our eyes for a minute and let's pray. And why don't we just pray in the Holy Ghost for about 30 seconds. Come on, why don't we reach and pray in the Holy Ghost. Power of God. I believe there's some groanings that need to be grown right now. I believe there's some utterances that need to be uttered. Oh, I don't know, but I feel something needs to break in the spirit realm through our prayer. Hallelujah. Praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Second Kings chapter 18, if you would throw it up there. Thank you for everyone that's been faithful in your attendance, faithful in your giving. Thank you to everyone that's here tonight. We appreciate you. We appreciate the presence of God. Appreciate what the Lord is doing right now. Second Kings 18 and 28. When they had called to the king, there came out to them Eliakim, the son of Hilkai, which was over the household of Shebna. Make sure I'm at the right, am I at the right place? No. How did I get here? Hmm. Okay, let's go to, tw- I, I was on 18, I'm sorry. I should have just read the screen with you. Then Rabshakeh stood and cried with a loud voice in the Jews' language and spake, saying, Hear the word of the great king, the king of Assyria. Thus saith the king, let not Hezekiah deceive you, for he shall not be able to deliver you out of his hand. Neither let Hezekiah make you trust in the Lord, saying, the Lord will surely deliver us, and this city shall not be delivered into the hand of the king of Assyria. Hearken not to Hezekiah, for thus saith the king of Assyria, make an agreement with me. Make an agreement with me. Make an agreement with me by a present. 
Come out to me, and then eat ye every man of his own vine, and every one of his fig tree, and drink ye every one of the waters of his cistern, until I come and take you away to a land like your own land, a land of corn and wine, a land of bread and vineyards, a land of olive oil and of honey, that ye may live and not die, and hearken not unto Hezekiah when he persuadeth you, saying, The Lord will deliver us. Hath any of the gods of the nations delivered at all his land out of the hand of the king of Assyria? Where are the gods of Hamath and of Arpad? Where are the gods of Sepharavim and Hena and Iva? Have they delivered Samaria out of my hand? Who were they? Among all the gods of the countries that have delivered their country out of mine hand. That the Lord should deliver Jerusalem. Out of my hand. I want to talk to you if I can for the next little while. Uh, on this subject in intimidating the intimidator. Intimidating the intimidator. Would you help me preach for a little bit tonight? I, I need your help. I need you to help me. Why don't we just pray right now in the Holy Ghost. God I love you. Thank you for your power. I curse the works of darkness. I curse every spirit of intimidation. I curse every spirit of fear. I pray a release of the Holy Ghost right now. I pray a strength in this house. God, I pray an anointing in this house. I pray that your power would flow. Touch my body. Quicken us, God, by the Holy Ghost. Quicken us, God, by the Holy Ghost. Quicken us, God. Quicken every tired and weary body, God, quicken us and let the anointing of God, let the power of God move. We need you, Lord. We need you, Lord. Touch my lips. Help me to hear your voice in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. Amen. High five your neighbor. and Tell him you're glad to see him in the house of the Lord. I don't know how violent it's going to get, you know. gotten uh, it's gotten pretty violent over the years bishop when, you know first it was shake your neighbor's hand and then it's high five your neighbor and it's elbow your neighbor and then it's punch your neighbor and now and i don't know how far it's going to go you know poke your neighbor in the eye tell them we walk by faith not by sight you know uppercut i don't know how bad it's going to be i'm just i'm just going to stick with high five okay i I don't want anyone getting into a fight in church, at least not one induced by me. Uh, <laughs> so, the, the Assyrian army uh, was a brutal force. It was known worldwide as an army with no remorse, a violent group with nothing but ill intentions. And all of the means necessary to fulfill them. This unmerciful horde had surrounded Judah. They had taken the fenced cities and now they were heading toward the walled city of Jerusalem. Hezekiah sends word to the king. And says if I've offended you. Put a burden or a tax on me. But turn away from the city. Hezekiah knew he offended him. He knew that. It's kind of just. 
Funny, he says, if I did, if I offended you, you, you understand at this point, because of their backslidings and their idolatry, Israel had fallen under the rule of Assyria. And when Hezekiah takes over and he rebuilds the house of God, he decides to pull them out of the rule of, uh, of Sennacherib, the king of Assyria. He pulls them out, and then he wonders why he's offended. Are you upset at me? We don't want you to rule over us anymore. Are you mad? We don't want you to be in charge anymore. Are you upset? He knows that he's upset, but he says, here's what I want you to do. Because I upset you, I'm just going to act like I don't know if I did it or not. It's like the, the kid that breaks your favorite vase, and then he looks at you like, are you mad? I'll fix it. So this is Hezekiah. I'll fix it. Just put a burden on us. Put a tax on us. But turn away from the city. So Sennacherib does. He puts a tax on them. He puts a tax of 300 talents of silver and 30 talents of gold. And I don't know how long this lasted. The Bible does not tell us how long that the taxing lasted. But it must have been a heavy tax. And it must have lasted for a long while. Because the Bible says that Hezekiah... He comes in and he depletes all of the treasury of the house of God. And he also cuts off the temple from the golden doors and the pillars to pay Assyria. He makes a deal with him. And when he, when he runs out of money, he cuts off everything from the temple. And he's trying to keep paying him what he owes him. He's trying to keep giving him the money from the burden and the tax that he has put on him. But you understand that it was not enough for Sennacherib. It was was not enough. He wants more. He wants more. He wants more. He wants more. I'm going to tell you the worst thing that you'll ever do in your life is to accept a burden from the devil. The most dangerous thing that you'll ever do, the most crippling thing that you can ever do in your walk with God is to accept a plea bargain from hell. I'm just going to preach to you for a few minutes. We, we have forfeited peace and we have given up great victory because we've accepted a burden from hell and we've come to accept that it'll always be this way and there'll always be pain and there'll always be unrest and we've come to accept that we'll never overcome. You know what the devil likes to do? He likes to let us overcome a lot of things, but he always wants to keep that one thing on your shoulder. He always wants to let you have that one burden, that one thing. Now, I'm talking to you. I feel like I've heard from God today. I feel like what the devil wants to do is in this revival, he wants to let you get to that point that you've always got to. But when you get to that one thing, he's going to say, now just leave that alone and everything will be all right. Just leave that alone and it's going to be. You have to deal with that. You have to deal with it. You can't get over it. But I'm telling you that Jesus said, I have come that you might have have life and that you might have it more abundantly and there are some things that though the devil tells you you do you do not have to deal with it see he wants us to accept that there are a lot of things that we can overcome but just give him that one 
So I need, I don't know if it's a burden of fear, if it's a burden of worry, if it's a burden of sickness, if it's a burden of sleeplessness. I don't know if it's that burden of anger or lust or nicotine or alcohol. But I'm telling you today that the devil will let you have a lot of things as long as he keeps one. He'll let you overcome a lot of things as long as you'll let him have one. And I want to tell somebody that you do not have to accept it. You do not have to live with it. Some of you have come to church night after night saying, I'm just going to pray for all this other stuff, but I'm going to have to just accept that. That is a lie from hell. Jesus said, be of good cheer. In this world you will have trouble, but I have overcome the world. And if he's overcome the world, you I don't have to live with it. I made up my mind. I can be victorious. I can overcome. I do not have to make a deal. I can win in every aspect of my life. Even after the deal's made, the Bible says that Assyria still comes. They still laid siege to the city. It's only a matter of time before that one thing controls you. They're still going to lay siege. You, you understand. And then he sends a man. He sends man, one man in particular, a loudmouth named Rebshekah. So I was like, I, I won't find out what Rebshekah means because I was hoping that it would mean like loudmouth or it would mean intimidate. I was hoping it would help me out in this, this sermon. But, 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 but when I begin to study it, do you know what Rebshekah is? It's not even a name. It, it, it is literally, it means the cupbearer. So when, when, the, when, when who we call Rebshekah shows up, he doesn't give them his name. He simply gives them his title. I'm the cupbearer. Do you know how close that I am to Sennacherib the king? I'm the cupbearer. And he comes in all the pride and arrogance of the king of Assyria. And he says, in whom have you placed your trust? If it's in a league made with Egypt, you're in bad shape. And they would have been because the Assyrians went through and they took over Egypt. So if that's what you wanted to make a league with, that's you're in bad shape. But he says, but if you say you trust in the Lord, your God, I say, don't let Hezekiah deceive you. He cannot save you. He's lying if he says that Jehovah will deliver you. He's lying to you. Think about it. Have any of the gods of the nations delivered? out of my hand or out of the hand of the king of Assyria and he begins to give them examples I want you to think about the gods of Hamath, they weren't able. And Arpad, they weren't able. What about Sepharavim? They weren't able. What about Hannah? They weren't able. What about Iva? They weren't able. And he begins to give this whole list of everybody that was unable to defeat them. And then, if that's not any better, if that's not good enough, he gives a list of everybody in all these far countries. And then he says, now think about Samaria, your neighbor, the ones that are near you. I took over them too. 
I mean, it's one thing for every other nation to be defeated. But look, I've even taken Samaria. It's one thing for people in other states and other regions to be defeated. But he says, I've even got your neighbor, and I've got your family, and I've got the ones close to you. I've taken them, and I've destroyed them. So why do you think you would escape? You understand that's what the enemy loves to do. He loves to paint a picture of everybody that he's taken out. And he's real good at propaganda. He's really, really, really good at propaganda. Because what he does is he wants to get us to focus on everybody that couldn't make it. Everybody that, 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 everybody that fell in the immorality. Every church that didn't have revival. Every person that had cancer and they didn't get healed. And he'll take that one or those two and he'll begin to paint a picture. And he'll make sure that's the only thing we see. He wants to show us all the marriages that didn't work. And he wants to show us all of the people that didn't overcome. He wants to show us everybody. And he just picks one or two. And he just picks one or two. And he gets that picture in our mind. But I find it quite amazing that he doesn't tell us all the people he couldn't defeat. He doesn't give us a list of all the ones that he couldn't overcome because I've come to tell you there's been more that have been healed than have died. There's been more that have had revival than the church fell. There have been more marriages saved than there have been that fell. I refuse to see what the devil's done and I choose to see that God has been good. God has been a savior. God has made a way. I wish someone would praise God for all the good things you've seen. I wish you'd praise God for all the things that God has blessed you with. I wish you'd bless God and forget about the ones. I wish someone would clap their hands and praise them right now. I know he's painted cancer as a big picture. I'm telling you, God can heal cancer. I know he's painted a divorce as a big picture. I'm telling you, God can heal marriage. I know he's painted churches fallen as a big picture. But the word of God says, in the last day, saith God, I will pour out my spirit. I still believe in revival. Why do you think you would escape? And, 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 and here comes the intimidator. I've destroyed that family. Why would yours be any different? I've destroyed that ministry. Why would yours be any different? I've destroyed that church. I've ruined that marriage. Why would yours be any different? I've caused cancer to take them out. Why would you even try to pray? I've caused sickness to destroy them. Why would you even attempt to fight back? I tell you what I'll do. You you know, after he gives us the picture, and I I need you to stay with me tonight, okay? I need you to just just hold on. Now, I'll tell you what he does. After he gives us the whole list of people that didn't make it and people that failed, and he gives us that whole picture of people that aren't going to overcome then he comes and says but I'll make a deal with you I'll tell you what I'll do I'll just lay low if you lay low you don't make any waves and I'll leave you alone now I'm okay if you go to church but don't go only for prayer Now, I'm okay if you show up, 
But don't you get convicted. Don't you try to change. And I'm okay if you come and sit on a pew. But, 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 but don't you get up to the altar. And, I, and he begins to make a deal with us. Now, I'm okay if you live for God. But don't you witness to people. And don't you try to mess up my kingdom. Because if you do, if you do, I'm going to come. If you do, I'm going to destroy you. If you try to take one step above what I told you you could, then I'm going to rip you apart. And that's what the devil wants to do. He wants to intimidate us. And some of us this week, we've been at the point where we need to break through, but the voice of the intimidator has said, if you do that, I'm going to destroy you. I'm going to attack you. I'm going to tear you up if you do that. you push through like you're I see you on the edge but if you push through that thing I'm going to kill your family I'm going to destroy your home I'm going to bring something on you and the voice of the intimidator wants to make a deal with you because he knows that there's no way he can stop you but he'll try to scare you out of what God wants for you he'll try to intimidate you out of the blessing that God has for you just don't get too crazy in God But now if you get out of hand, no preacher, I've never had that conversation. You might not have, but you're living the results of it. That's why every time you try to take a step for God, an attack comes. That's why every time you move towards your calling, an attack comes. That's why every time you you move toward what God wants you to do, fear grips your heart because the intimidator has a line drawn and we're afraid to cross it. (laughs) That's why every time we feel a touch of God and we begin to move closer to God, hell always has a counterattack. But he's fine if you're dormant. He's fine if you're just going through the motions. He's okay if you're not having revival. You understand that that when Paul went to the island of Melita, everything was fine until he tried to heat some things up and the snake jumps out of the heat of the fire and you can have enough snakes in your life and they'll lay there dormant. And if you're not doing it, that's why some of you are wondering, why is all this happening this week? Why is this coming up? Why is that? I'm telling you, because some things begin to be heated up. Some things begin to be set on fire and now the snakes are coming out. But I think... I think we ought to just shake that snake off into that fire. I think we ought to just shake off the venom of hell. I think we ought to shake that stuff off and say you will not intimidate me. You will not wear me down and you will not push me back. Somebody, 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 somebody magnify him right now. He cut. Oh, no, 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 no. I wish somebody would shake something. I wish somebody would shake something off of you right now. I wish somebody would shake yourself. I wish somebody would shake yourself. He cut. I feel the Holy Ghost. I feel a shaking in this place. I'm not going any farther. Right now, I'm telling you, I feel a shaking in this place. I feel like somebody ought to shake off the lies of hell. Somebody ought to shake off that intimidation. I 
I'm telling you, I got more to preach, but I'm not preaching anything else. Till somebody makes up your mind, you're going to shake this off. You're going to shake that off. I'm going to draw. He drew a line, and I'm going to step over it. I'm going to shake that off. I'm going to shake that off. I'm going to shake off the lies. I am going to be an overcomer. You hear me right now. If you don't hear anything else I say, you hear this. You do not have to live with it. You do not have to deal with it. I don't care what the doctor said. I don't care what the lawyer said. I don't care what your backslidden mom said. I don't care what your backslidden neighbor said. You don't have to live with the pain. You don't have to live with the heartache. You don't have to live with the discouragement. You don't have to live with the illness. God can heal you, and God wants to heal you, and you don't have to live with the intimidator. You don't have to live with fear. You can be an overcomer. You can't get out of this thing. You can't be healed. I ain't got to live with it. I wish someone would believe me right now. I, I wish someone would believe this preacher right now. You don't have to. I don't care if it's one thing or two things. You don't have to deal with it. I feel the healing power of God right now. Reach over. Come on, everybody, reach over to your neighbor. Pray right now. I feel a healing touch of the Holy Ghost. I feel like God is breaking through some lies. I feel like God is breaking through some change right now. I feel like God is telling somebody he's lied to you. You don't have, your family's going to be healed. He's lied to you. You are going to see revival. He's lied to you. You don't have to live with that pain. He's lied to you. You don't have to deal with that. Ha ha ha. Come on, I pray right now in the name of Jesus that the spirit of truth would begin to flood into this place. That the spirit of truth would begin to flood. I curse every voice of death. I curse every voice of fear. I rebuke every voice of hell. And I pray that the voice of truth would speak into this house right now. I wish the voice of truth would speak into our praise. I wish the voice of truth could speak into our minds. I wish the voice of truth could speak into our spirits. I'm going to deal with it right now. I'm going to deal with I'm going to deal with some of our frustration. I'm going to deal with some of our frustration. You know where some of our frustration comes from? It's come. It comes from every time we try to do the right thing and we take two steps forward. Hell comes and pushes us three steps back. That's why our frustration comes because every time we try to do what's good and do what's right, all this bad stuff comes. 
and we don't know how to handle it. The Bible says in Daniel uh, 7 and 25, I believe, it said that the spirit of Antichrist or the Antichrist will come and he'll cause the, the morning and evening sacrifice. But, but it begins to tell us that his job, he will speak great swelling words against the Most High and he will seek to wear out the saints of the Most High. Spirit of Antichrist is sent to wear you out. How does he wear you out? And we hit that wall and he pushes us three steps back and he seeks to wear us out. Do you know that the spirit of Antichrist is not only against Christ, the little translation is anti-anointed. You're not anointed enough to get through this. God ain't with you enough to get through this. And we hit wall after wall after wall and we are wore out and we're tired of pushing and we're tired of hitting the wall and we're tired of trying to get through it. So we just say, forget about it. Forget about it. We find ourselves in a cave with Elijah saying they didn't make it and I won't make it either. I'm not as good as my father's. Just kill me too, God. Just take me out. And it does not matter. You hear me. It does not matter how high the mountain was. That valley will be low. It doesn't matter what you've done. It seems like you'll always find yourself in a cave. And I'm telling somebody tonight. You ought to get a spirit in your mind. You ought to get an overcoming spirit in your mind that says, I will not listen to the voice of death. I will not listen to the voice of hell. I will not listen to the lies of the enemy. My God is able. I will live and I will not die. I am going to get through this. I'm going to push. Let me tell you what I'm hearing right now in the prophetic for this church. What I'm hearing is God saying, you're not always going to be stuck at that wall. You're not always going to be pushed back. Someone's got to say, you've intimidated me for the last time. And now I'm going to walk through the wall that you had. I, I'm going to push through all of the realm of hell. I don't care what you say. It doesn't matter what you do. You will not wear me out. I'll be here tomorrow. I'll be here the next day. I'll pray in the morning. I'll pray next week until that wall comes down. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Devil, you try to wear me out, but I'm going to wear you out. I want to be there every morning. I want to be here every evening. I want to be at church every night. You will not wear me down. Somebody needs to clap your hands and shout unto God right now. There's some walls that are going to fall down. That wall will fall down if you will shout. That wall will fall down if you will shout. That wall will fall down if you will shout. That wall will fall down if you will shout.
on, somebody let that word out right now. Don't be intimidated. I feel like God is trying to speak to us. He said, no more God. No more God. No more Let's pray. Let's pray in the Holy Ghost. Come on, it's happening right now. It's stirring in this place right now. See, talking about. Let's close our eyes. Let's pray right now. When the Spirit of the Lord is moving right now, there's a stirring in the Spirit. There's something that's brooding. There's something that's hovering over the waters right now. We, we need to pray. We need to get our focus on the Lord. I'm talking about another level revival. I'm talking about another level move of God right now. Let's pray, let's pray, let's pray. Let's pray. Come on, Holy Ghost, stir right now. Mm-mm-mm. Come on, if you're not praying, I I need you to pray right now. Come on, we'll get there. We'll get where we're going. Come on, come on, come on. Come Here, 
Here. Lift your hands. Lift your hands. I hear the word of the Lord right now. I hear the word of the Lord right now. I hear the word of the Lord. Hear me. Ah. I am the Lord and I am thy God and I speak unto thee this night and I tell thee that through the valley I have been with thee and through the wilderness I have been with thee and I say unto my people that I will hold your hand and I will take you to the mountaintop and it will not be a difficult climb but I say unto thee that I will lift you up and that I will give you the faith and that I will take you where you have sought to be I will not leave you I will not forsake you I say unto thee that the valley is over and now the mountaintop will come I will lift you and I will give you favor and I will give you grace and my my hand will be upon you. Sika Torunduraka Hikamaha I'm telling somebody ought to receive the word right now there is a mountaintop that God said it's going to be an easy climb it's going to be an easy climb all you got to do is start walking all you got to feel the walls come down right now all you got to do is start walking <laughs> take the hand of the Lord let him take you there right now On, that's it. God's loosening the gifts to operate right now. Mm, come on. God's loosening the gifts to operate right now. Come on. If God loosens the gift of prophecy, use it. But I'm telling you, God's loosening the gift of a word of wisdom. God's loosening the gift of healing right now in this place. God is loosening the gift of faith. God is loosening tongues and interpretation. God is loosening a word of wisdom, a word of knowledge. God is loosening it right now. You ought to lift your hands and receive it. And you ought to work in it right now. God's leading you to pray for somebody. You ought to pray for them. Come on. We can get to the rest of this. Man. God's loosening, loosening you and, and ministering to you to go and to pray. You need to pray and you need to loose the gift of God right now. <laughs> I hear the Lord right now. Some of you are saying it's been a long time, but I hear the voice of God saying the gifts have not departed. The working of the Spirit has not departed. I'm getting ready to turn it over. I'm getting ready to loose it in this assembly. I'm getting ready to loose it. We ought to pray right now in the Holy Ghost. There is a deep undercurrent of the Spirit, and we need to be able to grab a hold of it. <laughs> Ha ha ha. He come a kondoro kondoro baha. 
Some of you have been intimidated too long. You ought to stop being intimidated right now. You ought to pray in the Holy Ghost. Come on, it's happening right now. It's happening right now. Intimidation's coming off of people. Fear's coming off. I'll tell you the deliverers here. It's going to take for somebody to step out of your seat, come to the altar, and to begin to seek after the Lord. Come on, we're not going to have any music. I'm just going to tell you that if you would just step out of your seat, if you would come to this altar, there's healing here, and there is release of faith here, and there's a release from your fear here, and there's a release of power here. Come on, there is healing in this place. Come on, it's just the beginning. What happened yesterday is just the beginning of what God's going to do. I wish somebody would, I know the devil's told you that if you continue to pray for your lost loved one that he was going to kill them. He was going to cause them to die. I'm telling you the devil's a liar. If you pray for them right now, the hand of God it's going to reach and draw them. If you witness to them, I'll kill them. No, he will not. God's going to heal right now. God's going to reach right now. God's going to make a way right now. you got to believe it. Come on, that's it. Holy Ghost, minister to us. I'm going to take those steps. <laughs> Come on, if you're not praying, find somebody to pray with them. Well, if you're not praying, let's pray, let's pray, let's pray. Let's tap into something right now. There is an intercession. There's a flow of intercession that's here right now. Somebody needs to tap into it. Come on, somebody needs to begin to intercede for your lost loved ones. Mom and dad, grandma, grandpa, intercede for your lost children and grandchildren right now. Let a cry come forth in this place. The devil's lying. He cannot touch you. God's put a hedge up. Come on, some of you need to break out of that dainty tongue of edification. You need to break into an intercession. I need some warriors right now to break into a tongue of intercession. It's there. It is right there. It's right there. You don't have to reach for it. It's there. But you got to lift your voice and you got to grab a hold of it. Come on, let it come from your innermost being. Let it not come from your mind or from your throat. Let those tongues come from your stomach, from down deep in your soul. Let something be birthed in you right now. Thank you for listening. 
If you would like more information about our services and activities, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the username FACMC. Again, that's FACMC. Thank you, and have a blessed day.